Welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule, where you can freely ask questions, share stories, and learn more about how to have a happy home, family, and healthy relationships. Well, good evening and welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule. We got a great show planned for you. We're continuing our back to school series. Tonight we're going to be talking about food and nutrition and uh, just a few recipes for kids, how to keep that budget down. And we also have uh, a $50 Lowe's card that we're going to be giving away today to help with um, just groceries now that you're back into school and there's a little bit left of August, but there might not be a little left of funds maybe more month than money. So we're going to try to help you out with that tonight. We're going to be giving away a $50 gift card to our uh, Facebook friends that participated in the drawing online. So be listening. If you uh, liked, shared, or commented on that post, then you might be the winner tonight. If you would like to have input on tonight's program and you haven't already written in, you can text us at 325-428-6145. And if you're listening tonight and you would like to interact with our Facebook page at Home with Debbie Rule, just go to Facebook at Home with Debbie Rule. We are happy to hear and share with our listeners your thoughts, stories, and testimonies over the next hour that we spend together. Every week I share these statements of how important I believe the home is. I believe every home should be filled with family, friends, food, music, love, and celebration. But most of all, it should be a place to gather, to be cozy, to feel safe, and the peace of God. I feel honored to have those around me year-round, and I love to say... I'm at home with family and friends. Stay tuned for Thoughts from Home. At Home with Debbie Rule, your talk show about home, family, and relationships. We'll be back. Everybody wants to be in love, have great kids, and the perfect home. But nobody wants to talk about how to get there. At Home with Debbie Rule is a safe place to get advice on how to fight fair or call 911. In-laws or outlaws. Who the heck are these kids and what do I do with them? Let's face it, modern family isn't all fairy tales. Because there are a few places that really explore the reality of relationships, the good, the bad, and the ugly, At Home with Debbie Rule is a place where you can freely ask questions, share stories, and testimonies. I'm Debbie Rule. Join me every Sunday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. for At Home with Debbie Rule, a talk show about home, family, and relationships. At Home with Debbie Rule, right here on 95.3 FM and knelradio.com. Follow us at Home with Debbie Rule on Facebook and podcast on iTunes. I look forward to seeing you this weekend, Sunday at 6 o'clock p.m. at Home with Debbie Rule. Back to school can be quite weary for parents with busy schedules, ball games, getting meals on the table, and keeping everything afloat. Hi, I'm Debbie Rule, life coach and personality trainer, and I have found personalities to be one of the best keys to truly understanding others. I would like to invite you to a Parenting with Personality seminar, Saturday, August 27th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the McCullough County Resource Center. I know as a parent you value the importance of understanding the unique needs of each of your children, and you want to be influential and feel effective, but it's not easy. You sometimes feel overbooked, overlooked, and longing to feel less lonely and more supported. I've got your back. Join me on Saturday, August 27th at 9 a.m. at the McCullough County Resource Center for Parenting with Personality. Come learn who you are and who your kids are and how to most effectively parent based on personalities. That's Parenting with Personality, August 27th at 9 o'clock a.m. at the McCullough County Resource Center. I look forward to being with you then.
Well, welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule, where we're continuing our back to school series. Tonight, we're going to be talking about nutrition and health and food and uh, kids. We've also got a $50 gift card from Lowe's to help you out with some groceries. We know how August can be a long month. And once school has already started, there might be more month than money. So we're going to help you out with maybe some groceries uh, that you can get to make it through the month of August. If you participated in our drawing, you would have to like, comment, or share on our Facebook page on the post about the $50 gift card, and tonight we'll be drawing that winner. This is Thoughts from Home. Healthy food, healthy snacks, and healthy meals are really an important part of your kids' health and developing healthy eating habits. Try to have structured eating routine throughout the day. For example, breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, and dinner. Offer your children healthy foods and allow them to decide what and how much they want to eat. If they aren't hungry or don't like certain foods, don't worry because there will be another healthy eating opportunity around the corner. Children who eat healthy don't think of themselves as healthy eaters. They are just eating food that they like. The three most important things to remember are lots of fruit and vegetables. Around half of what you eat should be fruit and vegetables. Less packaged food, which often contains lots of sugar, salt, and other nasty things we don't want to consume. Treats in moderation. Nothing is forbidden when you do it in moderation, but moderation is the key. And for those of you out there that have picky eaters, most parents struggle with picky eaters from time to time. The majority of children are fussy and picky, especially between the ages of 2 and 7. And it's important not to make things worse by pressuring your children to eat. Parental behavior can go a long way to helping your picky eaters learn healthy eating habits. Whether your child is fussy or not, these tips tonight might help you with being able to put a little bit more creativity in your meal planning, which might be just a little bit more enticing for some of those picky eaters and those that will eat just about anything, they're going to like it too. This has been Thoughts from Home. Stay tuned for more of At Home with Debbie Rule. We'll be back after this message. The Haven Family Shelter is a domestic violence and sexual assault shelter that serves men, women, and children who are victims of domestic violence and sexual assault in Mason, Menard, McCullough, Kimball, Concho, and surrounding counties. The Haven is dedicated to ending domestic violence and sexual assault. The Haven provides services such as 24-hour crisis intervention and hotline, 24-hour accompaniment for medical, law enforcement, or criminal justice. They provide legal advocacy, individual counseling, and the Haven is active in public education, prevention, and community awareness. Support your local domestic violence and sexual assault programs. Speak up about the abuse. Educate yourself and others. Help a friend in need and set an example. For more information on how you can help, call the Haven at 325-597-7644. Together, we can end domestic violence and sexual assault. Fall in love with your hair again. Mandy's Hair Store has new fall colors, highlights, perms, petties, and nails. Stop by today and see Mandy and Jackie. Get the latest hairstyles for fall 2022. Schedule your appointment today. Now is the time to get your new fall look, teeth whitening and tanning to complete it. Mandy's Hair Store, located at 404 East Commerce. Mandy's Hair Store, your full-service salon with the most professional and experienced stylist for you.
Well, welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule, where we're continuing our back to school series. And tonight we're going to be talking about some meal preparations and uh, maybe some things that might help you with some kids that may be picky eaters. And just putting your mind at ease that, you know, if you do have a picky eater or a child that's not eating as much as you think, remember children will eat when they're hungry. And so don't forget, you know, that we have to... um, pick our battles sometimes and if they're not eating at all okay that's something we need to address but you know if you're just having a little trouble because they won't eat what you prepare maybe getting creative or asking them what they might like to have and putting some things together that might look colorful and um, just introducing new things at a time sometimes is has a lot to do with it trying to change things overnight to get your child to have a nutritious healthy meal is probably not the best thing to do. Starting over and starting slowly and introducing things and letting your child grow and acquire taste might be the better way to start having your child eat healthy. So this year as we start back to school, putting new healthy eating routines in habit by eating breakfast, snacks, lunch, snacks, and dinner, uh, and not only when you eat, but what you eat and how important that is. Well, as I mentioned in opening comments, we do have a $50 gift card that we're going to be giving away uh, tonight to our Facebook friends. Uh, We have previously had some callers call in for our gift cards that we've given away. And tonight we thought we would just make it a little bit more special for our Facebook friends. We haven't given away anything on Facebook in a while. So if you like, commented, or shared uh, the post on At Home with Debbie Rule, then your name went into the drawing. And tonight we're going to draw for the winner of that $50 Lowe's card. If you were like me when I had kids at home, it seemed like the first month of school, uh, just getting all of the preparations, getting the back-to-school supplies and getting clothes and all of the things that you needed to do once they actually started school. Um, Boy, you still had two weeks left of month, but not very much money. So I always say more month than money. And so some of you may be feeling that out there, especially with uh, the inflation and the prices that have gone up a little bit this year as well. So we hope that $50 at Lowe's will help you out. We love our friends over at Lowe's, and uh, you might be able to pick up some great items there uh, just to help you with your grocery list uh, and get through the month of August. And joining me on the program tonight is my wonderful husband, Rudy Rule. Good evening, Rudy. Good evening, darling. How are you? Well, I'm doing wonderful. I know that you are uh, going to be excited to know that we're talking about food tonight. Well, of course. (laughs) I like food. You like food. You know, we were talking earlier uh, in opening comments about how some people have fussy eaters, especially kids, kids that are picky. Uh, And so sometimes it can be a challenge to feed your children uh, because some like everything and some don't like anything. So tonight we're going to try to give you a few tips on just some meal preparations that you could do uh, on a really tight budget and also talking about some things that kids like to eat and just saying, parents, don't stress yourself out if your child's not eating everything on their plate. Of course, you do need to monitor and make sure that they are getting enough intake, but sometimes we get stressed out just because they won't eat all of the broccoli when we just probably need to get creative and find a substitute that they will eat. 
Well, you know, you can fight that battle or you can choose to go in a different direction. Mm -hmm. I remember as a kid, we always had two choices in my mom's kitchen, take it or leave it. So (laughs) you can can take that approach or you can cater to that child's desires and whichever one you want to expend your energy on. Well, you know, I think that, and even we found this too, was to, instead of making something that you know no one's going to like or want to eat, maybe having one of those uh, famous family meetings that we talk about and um, getting the children involved and allowing them to have some input on what they want to eat. Um, I know that some of you are like, well, you know, we just can't have macaroni and cheese, you know, every night out of the week. Well, Maybe not every night out of the week, but if they're eating that pretty good and uh, you're struggling with them eating some other things, maybe just while they're in this phase, give them macaroni and cheese and, you know, throw in some other meals throughout the week. But don't stress, you know, when they choose some things that you're thinking, oh, I totally macaroni agree. and cheese again. <laughs> why, why have a battle and ruin everybody's dinner? If yeah. Junior or Little Miss Junior wants macaroni and cheese Mm -hmm. eat macaroni and cheese there's worse things now you can't let them have ice cream or you know cotton candy or something like that well maybe not not every night but but. you can do things in moderation and that doesn't mean dinner time but you know um as you were talking about ice cream i know you were talking about for dinner but um you know everything in moderation so if they're wanting macaroni and cheese it's okay i know that um when i was pregnant with my Third child or second? I can't remember. I think it was the third. Was that our um, child? Our child. I'm sorry. With our child. Um, I was had very sickly pregnancies, and I think it was the third one where, or maybe the second one, I don't know, um, that Rudy um, would prepare a lot of beanie weenies. <laughs> I think it was the second. Uh, was it you and Ashley that ate those, or was it the three or the three of y'all when I was pregnant Once with again, Ashley? Once again, you've got the t- stories all messed up, but <laughs> okay, you go okay. ahead. You, the point well, is, straighten out. The point is. The point is, is that you found something that they would eat, and you made it. And they loved it. And they will not eat it today. And they're healthy today. <laughs> um, so, you know, you kind of have to improvise and take into consideration what's going on in your life. But, you know, to stress out over things because, you know, you do all this research and you're looking at healthy eating, and I'm not against that. I am a total advocate for healthy eating and feeding t- children nutritious meals. I think it has a lot to do with their behavior, their cognitive ability, all the things. Sugar matters. Yes, sugar matters. Um, all of these things that we need to take into consideration. But at the end of the day, we have to ask ourselves, as Mr. Rule has said before, pick your battles. Um, you know, as long as it's healthy, as long as you're doing things in moderation and you're giving them a so-called balanced diet, then you're doing good as a parent. Uh, And, you know, as long as you're not doing fast food every night, you know, we've talked about this in the past that, you know, going to some of these fast food places where they have, it's no longer the dollar menu, I don't think. I think it's more like a a $2 menu if there is anything on the budget side of it. Um, But it used to and still can be that a lot of people to save time and money will do the um, fast food. 
And so because uh, let's face it, getting groceries and preparing a meal and, you know, doing all of that can be quite expensive. And so um, as long as you're not opting to do fast food all the time and you are cooking at home and you are doing somewhat of a good job with nutrition and giving your children some healthy choices, you know, that's the key. During that family meeting, you can ask them, you know, what vegetables do you like? If, if they don't like peas, hint, like you don't like peas, then um, just don't make the peas. You make know, something that's else that's green. the key thing that you said. Don't make something people aren't going to want to eat. If they don't like it, don't make it. That's right. And if there are some in the family that do and another child doesn't, then they can just pass on that part that night. It's not going to kill them if they don't get their greens one night that week. So um, ask them what they like. You know, what are the vegetables that you like? What are the meats that you prefer? What are some of the things that you like with the You know, um, sometimes like it's just what will you eat? Yeah. If it's PB&J, eat it. I mean, got to get this kid fed. Well, and what we have to understand is that kids will eat when they're hungry. So a lot of times we just have to not do a lot of snacks in the afternoon after school. It's good to do a snack, a small one, a healthy snack, um, but one that will not... Um, take their appetite away because, you know, kids come in and they're hungry. And if you will put something on the table that they somewhat like, they will eat it because they're hungry. Well, and they'll also sneak in the kitchen when you're not there if they're hungry and they'll find something to eat. And then they'll start packing food off to their room to hide it out. I mean, they're going to find a way to get what they want. And so be in front of that and be part of the solution Mm -hmm. and not part of the problem. Yes. So asking and letting them have input, uh, letting them have input on the shopping list, uh, talking about the budget. The thing about that, if you let them have input, then you can hold them to it. We bought this because you wanted it. Now you need to eat it. Right. I mean, start treating them with a little bit of responsibility and give them the opportunity to respond to that and say, Mm -hmm. you know, if you say buy it and I buy it, then you've got to eat it. Mm -hmm. And, um, also, you know, of course, that's age appropriate. But um, if you if you have if you involve your children, the more you involve your children in some of these activities like menu planning and grocery list, making the grocery list, maybe not necessarily taking them to the store because that might be a challenge in itself, but at least allowing them to be a part of the shopping list, um, talking to them about, you know, um, we're going to buy these things this I- this week because they're on the ad. They're on sale. And you know what? To the convenience of the parents, you can make out a weekly menu, yes. a plan. Yes. And they get excited about it. And mm-hmm. what you get from them is buy-in and investment. Yep. And if you're an employer and you have employees, or if you are an employee, you know that's the buzzwords in business, buy-in yes. and involvement. And yes. when you involve the kids, get them to buy into it, mm-hmm. uh, then they're part of the process and they take ownership. Right. And a lot of times we just uh, would rather do it all ourselves and not bother with it. And then 
we have issues with them saying, I'm not going to eat that. I don't like that. I didn't tell you to buy that. Why'd you buy that? Uh, so it's much better to You know, one of our kids didn't things. like mushrooms. And yep. so if we had a recipe that called for cream of mushroom soup, well, we'd have to get cream of celery or cream of chicken. Yeah. Because those little bits of mushrooms, she mm-hmm. would scope them out and that was it. <laughs> That's and right. And it wasn't worth it. And she it. is still that way to this day. And, and anytime gonna, we can sneak a mushroom in gonna, on her, we I'm do. I'm going to give it away. Laugh. She's 36, and she's still that way. But uh, you um, just ate a mushroom. Yeah. So, so you know, you can do substitutions like that, and um, but getting creative, and that's that's the key. Being creative, talking to your kids about what fruits and vegetables they like, what are the side dishes that they like, what meats do they prefer, um, and and you can wheel them. and deal too. You know, if you'll eat this, then you get dessert, and we'll buy the dessert you want. But mm-hmm. I'm going to make this. On Wednesday, and you need to eat it. This, but being part of the process, being a kind of a team effort, mm-hmm. uh, being involved in it, having some input, not being ignored and told to sit down over there and be quiet, stay out of the way, I'll tell you when to talk. That's not the way to mm-hmm. raise a child, but to get them involved and help them be a part of the solution mm-hmm. and be on your team. Yes. It's a team approach. And modify those recipes again. Like if they have mushrooms or they have onions or they have things in it, if your children just absolutely will not eat it, then make it without. Um, I I know that that's like, well, I shouldn't give in to my child. Well, you should um, compromise. You this, know, is this is experience. I know someone standing very close to me that was adamant that the children would eat what she prepared. And we have fought these battles for years. Well, and I was just a little bit too much over on the, you know, every color on the plate and, uh, you know, the right proportions of this and this, this a food group and this food group. And, you know, and they were like, all I'm going to eat is the macaroni and cheese. I could care less about anything else that you put it's on the plate. It's funny what happens when they become grandchildren. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's another day. That's another story. But, um, but you know, you can ask them. Uh, what do you like? And I think that that's very key in getting them to be able to be a part of even helping them, even getting them to be a part of helping you do meal preparation. I think that is key, too, for kids that are Teach old your kids enough. to cook. They yes. can't learn if you're not in there cooking. Yes. We can't eat out every day. We just can't afford it anymore. And I'll tell you what, cooking is a lost art. Yeah. Our kids know how to cook. Debbie had them in there helping prepare the meals. And they would cook on their own. And one of them was always hungry. And so we'd tell him, go in there and make your own food. And he learned how to whip something up. And he still can. And still can. And <laughs> That's right. Go, don't let the kitchen be, you know, the the dark secret that nobody knows what's in there except a refrigerator. Yeah. Let them learn how to cook. Well, I found this really interesting uh, food shopping list that was buying groceries uh, for $50 or under and getting seven meals for five people. That's seven dinners, okay? And um, and so I'm just going to quickly go over the shopping list, and then we'll talk a little bit about what you can do with that. But, um, you know, it had a lot of items that you probably already have in your pantry or in your refrigerator. Uh, most generally, we usually have se- different seasonings and flour, mayonnaise, eggs, cheese. Uh, but the things that you can get um, to add to those things 
um, would be uh, onions. It's saying three pounds of onions. Onions are onions, inexpensive. Yep. And they really extend yes. the meal. A bunch of green onions, which is the ones with the yeah. yeah. Five pounds of potatoes. Potatoes goes a long way. The meal. Mm-hmm. Um, two little salad bar Caesar kits, which is those pre-made salads that you can get. Um, one bag of baby carrots, a pound of grapes. Um, in the pantry, rice, tomato juice, fruit cocktail, condensed cream of chicken soup. There are so many different recipes that you can do with the cream of, you know, cream of chicken, cream of mushroom, cream of celery, the nacho cheese, so many different things that you can do. And you can just take hamburger meat, which I know hamburger meat is not inexpensive nowadays, but you can take um, different types of meat sure. and you can add those things. And you things. can put uh, the, add a pasta the or a rice. soup over gravy, like mm-hmm. uh, over rice, like a gravy, and mm-hmm. it really extends a meal. Um, another item to put on there is chicken broth, diced tomatoes, black beans, marinara sauce, uh, jars of Alfredo, salsa, uh, penne pasta, rotini Pasta is inexpensive, yep. really extends a meal a long way. Pork, a lot of times you can get cheap cuts of pork, not bacon. Mm-hmm. But. And uh, milk, blocks of cheddar cheese and mozzarella cheese. Sometimes just slicing that or grating it yourself can be a little cheaper than buying it already done. Sour cream, uh, meat, mild Italian sausage, 80% lean ground beef, five pounds of boneless, skinless chicken breast. And um, also in the frozen side, you can get frozen mixed veggies, frozen peas, frozen broccoli. Frozen vegetables go a long way. They are a little cheaper than your fresh produce, which is going to be a little harder to get during the winter months. But frozen vegetables, they do well in the freezer. You can take them out. You can add them to so many different recipes, casseroles and different things. And um, they are quite a bit cheaper to A lot of people recommend those Mm -hmm. as well. But... You can also get uh, the canned vegetables when they're on sale. Take advantage mm-hmm. of that. Stock up. Yes. Put it in your larder or your cupboard, whatever you call that. Have some and dried beans and rice mm-hmm. are good to have on hand. Yeah. And with uh, with winter coming, soups are great. You know, you don't always have to have a meat and a soup. You can just do vegetables. You can get those frozen vegetables, put them in there, add chicken broth or beef broth and a, a pasta or a rice, and you can have a really nice soup and not have to worry about adding meat. If you do want to add meat, sometimes buying a rotisserie chicken that's already made, taking the meat off of that, um, limits your time so you don't have to worry about having time that you're having to do to prepare the meat. Um, sometimes what you can do is prepare some of that ahead of time, like keep a Tupperware that's got some hamburger meat in it. One night you do tacos, the next night you finish it up with some spaghetti or vice versa. Um, some ways that you can stretch those things and then buy the other menu items that go with it so that you can prepare those meals. But the key is planning. The key here is planning. Plan the menu. Plan the shopping list. Don't just go into the store and just start picking up things because when you get home, you won't be able to put any of those things together. So Monday night, we're having spaghetti. Tuesday night, we're going to do a soup. Thursday night, we're going to do um, a a, a tacos. Friday night, you know, or Thursday, whatever, Friday night. But the point is make a menu for a week or two. And I'll tell you, restaurants really increase their bottom line Mm -hmm. when they push soups and pastas. Those things go a long way. Mm -hmm. The people enjoy them, and they're very filling, and they're uh, 
compared to other items, they're inexpensive. You know, there's inexpensive cuts of chicken also. Mm -hmm. So you can find ways with your budget to have outstanding meals. Mm -hmm. And it's all about using spices and uh, the different things that you can add to to make your meal special. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing that I know we used to do is I would make a roast and that would be, you know, a one meal and then we would have leftover. And so I would take it the next night and I would chop it up and I would, you know, put it in a pan and add just uh, make some special brown gravy with that and then just make it where it could pour over rice and just add a quick vegetable to that uh, and maybe bread with butter or something like that, applesauce, Um a lot of the fruits that you have in the cans are good if you get the ones that are in water, not in sugar, the syrup, as that's got a little bit more sugar in it. So watch the contents of the um, canned goods and the things that you buy. Um, but, you know, the point is, is that you can do it with some planning and you can prepare and you can get on a budget for food and you can feed a family of five and you can do it um, inexpensively if you will just take the time to plan it out. And you can make meals that size for smaller groups yes. and freeze half of it. Yes. And then have a, something in the freezer that you can pop out, mm-hmm. put in the microwave and it's a quick lunch or dinner. Yep. And soups and um, uh, chili is good for the winter. Um, All of these different things that you can put together that sometimes the kids are going to like it, sometimes they're not, but have them try it. If they don't, you know, put that on the list to only make every so often. Um, But, you know, making the things that they do like. And so, The key, again, we're going to come back to is planning, making the shopping list, involving your children, have those family meetings and allow them to speak and say what they would like to have. Um, And, you know, we used to do once a month shopping where we would buy the snacks for after school and all of those different things. And then I would tell them, you know, this is my once a month trip to Walmart when these are gone that's it for the month. So, you know, I would get home and then I had one child in the middle that decided he would always disperse whose was whose. He just wanted to make sure that everybody had their fair share, not that he had more, but that nobody took his. So he wanted to make sure that he everybody had their fair share. So he would divide it all up. Then I have another child that would mark with their name on it. Um, I mean, all these different personalities. And Very territorial. <laughs> and then, you know, the poor baby at the end, you know, she was just whatever. But, um, but they would divide it out. And then, you know, I would constantly remind my middle child and I would say, Zach, you know, if you eat all of that... Then you this don't have week, any for the rest of the month. Then you don't have any for the rest of the month. And I think the first couple of times that that happened, he thought, oh, mom's not going to withhold food from me or mom's not going to, you know, she'll go back to Walmart. But at that particular time, which in a lot of times in, in our early married life when we had young kids, I chose to stay home with my children. So we were tight on a budget. And um, and and I I just had to prove had it to, to him. Learn the hard he had way. to learn the hard way. I mean, the first four days he ate all of his stash that he had, and then he was you know trying to buy some from the girls. You know, he'd say, "Well, I'll give you a dollar if you'll give me you know your little Debbie cupcake," and whatever it was. You know, it's funny when I look back at it now. But well, they had him doing their chores. 
<laughs> yes, yes. Uh, clean my room. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, see, your kids will get creative too if you just give them something to work with. It's fun. But, Life skills. That's what we're teaching. Here. Yes. So, uh, again, learning just how to feed them healthy, teaching them about the different food groups and the different. Uh, foods that they need to eat that are nutritious, what's good for them, what's not good for them, and then let them choose. Give them choices. I'm a firm believer, and when you give choices, they will choose one of the right things because the choices that you give them are right and good. But let them choose which one they prefer. That's right. Make sure you put some thought into the choices you're giving them so that they really can't make a bad choice. Yes. And we're going to end tonight with a... uh, with a little bit of a information on you are what you eat. So I know you've heard that before. You are what you eat. So we're going to learn about some food groups and some different things about food and nutrition. But before uh, we start that clip and end our program for tonight, we want to be sure that we go ahead and draw for our $50 gift card that we have to Lowe's to help you out. Like I said, there's probably more month this month uh, than there is money. So hopefully $50 will help you. It doesn't go real far nowadays, but it does help. And so tonight we're going to draw and Rudy I'm going to give you the honors to twist those names around in there and pick out a name that's um, in there and pick you out a name and we'll announce it a $50 gift card and the winner is Rudy Rule oh Rudy you can't win draw another name that's right that's my, <laughs> you don't that's even have a face you don't even have a Facebook I can't win <laughs> okay go All ahead right, congratulations to Casey, Marriott, Ah. Casey, Market, Jordan. Market, Jordan. Yes. Congratulations, Casey. Um, We want to congratulate you. Casey, Market, Jordan. Yes. And thank you to all of you who participated. We have tried to make our giveaways. You've got 30 um, seconds to get down here and pick it up or it goes to the second person. Tomorrow. Happens to be Rudy Rule. Pick it up tomorrow between 9 and 5 here at the radio station at 117 South Blackburn. So, congratulations. Thank you to all who participated on Facebook. We've had some call-ins for some other gift cards that we gave away where we took um, a caller that called in during the program. And so, we tonight, we just didn't want to forget our Facebook friends that are so loyal to listen and participate in our different um, activities that we do here at Home with Debbie Rule. So, thank you for participating on Facebook. Watch again because during this Back to School series, we're still giving away great things. And that means next week, we're going to still have something else that we want to give away and you're going to want to win it. So listen for details. And again, that winner is Casey Marquette Marquette Jordan. Jordan. So congratulations, Casey, on that $50 Lowe's gift card. You can pick that up here Monday. Mon- is that what you said? Monday. That would be tomorrow. tomorrow yes. yes. Yes, I'm off on my days there, but yes, that would be tomorrow. So we're going to listen to You Are What You Eat. Hope you enjoy this information here on At Home with Debbie Rule, where you can learn more about food groups and nutrition and what you can tell your kids about eating healthy. Hi there. Squeaks and I are cooking a big meal to share with our friends. And that got us thinking about the science of food and also the science of how we eat. So let's start off by watching this one about the five food groups. Our bodies need lots of energy to keep us going throughout the day. And do you know where we get that energy? 
That's right, from the food we eat. And all kinds of different people enjoy different kinds of food. But whether your favorite meal includes noodles or nectarines, tortillas or tofu, most types of food have some of what our bodies need to stay healthy. You might already know that we can put different kinds of food into different groups. We call these, you guessed it, food groups. But let's check out each group and see what kind of food belongs where. Let's start with the fruit group. You gotta love sweet, delicious fruit. This group includes things like apples and pears, oranges and strawberries. Fresh fruit is the best for you, but fruit that's canned or frozen counts too. After all, many fruits are hard to find in the winter and some fruits only grow in certain parts of the world. But don't forget about fruit that's been dried. Raisins are just dried grapes and prunes are dried up plums. And even juice is part of the fruit group, but only if it's all fruit juice and doesn't have added sugar. Next comes the grain group. Grains are plants like oats, wheat, and barley. If a food is made from one of these plants or any other grain plant, it belongs here. That means things made of flour like bread and noodles, breakfast foods like oatmeal and cereal, and even rice are all part of this group. Next up, the vegetable group. I bet you already figured out what goes here. Vegetables come from plants too, but unlike grains, they're either the roots, stems, or leaves of certain plants that we can eat. Carrots, for example, are the sweet orange roots of the carrot plant. A head of lettuce is just a bunch of crunchy leaves, and asparagus is actually a stem of the tasty asparagus plant. There are so many kinds of veggies out there that we can actually split this group into smaller groups. For example, there are dark green veggies like spinach, and starchy vegetables like potatoes and sweet potatoes. Then there are red and orange veggies like beets and carrots, just to name a few. Now, what other foods can you think of? What about the stuff that's inside your sandwich? Meats, like chicken or hamburger, belong to the protein group, and so do fish, like tuna, and eggs made any way you like. But not all members of this group come from animals. Other foods like beans, peanut butter, and tofu, which is made from soybeans, are full of protein. So they're also proud members of the protein group. And that leaves us with the last food group, dairy. If a food is made from cow milk or soy milk, it's in the dairy group. So this is where you find things like yogurt and all kinds of cheeses, as well as your usual glass of milk. And do you know what else fits in this group? Ice cream. But that reminds me, sweet treats like candy don't fit into any of our groups. That's because they're made of mostly sugar and don't have any of the things that our bodies need to stay healthy. So it's okay to enjoy these foods from time to time, but just not a lot of the time. Now, do you think you can put a food into the right group? Let's take a tasty food quiz and see how well we know our food groups. We'll start with a slice of pineapple. What group do you think it goes in? Squeak says the fruit group. Good job, Squeaks. Yes, pineapple belongs in the fruit group. What about this hard-boiled egg? What group do you think this fits into? That's right, the protein group. Eggs are a good source of protein. Here's one more. We'll end our game with a food that fits into two groups, macaroni and cheese. Let's look at each part separately. The cheese from the mac and cheese fits into the dairy group because it's made from milk. But what about the macaroni noodles? Well, we learned earlier that noodles are made of flour from grain, so that means macaroni belongs to the grain group. That's right! Macaroni and cheese contains foods that are in the dairy group and the grain group. Whew! All this guessing has made me hungry. Hey Squeaks, let's make a snack. And remember, the next time you're hungry and head to the pantry or fridge, choose something healthy and see if you can guess what group your food fits into. So we have the turkey in the oven right now. Which food group do you think turkey's in?
That's right, turkey is in the protein group. But fruits and vegetables can be more complicated. How do we tell the difference between a fruit and a vegetable? Let's watch this video and find out. Taking care of our plants at the fort is one of our favorite things to do. And the best part is, sometimes we get to eat what we grow. We grow lots of plants, including vegetables like lettuce and carrots, and fruits like blueberries and tomatoes. Yeah, you heard me right. According to scientists who study plants called botanists, both blueberries and tomatoes are actually kinds of fruit, even though a lot of people call tomatoes vegetables. But how do we know the difference between fruits and vegetables? It can be tricky, but if we learn a little bit about how plants grow, we can make a pretty good guess. So let's start with how plants start. Seeds. When a young new plant begins to grow from a seed, it pushes its roots deep into the soil and stretches its stem and leaves up towards the sun. Sometimes the roots, stems, leaves, and flower buds of a plant are edible, which means we can eat them safely. And we call all of these edible plant parts, including unopened flowers, roots, stems, and leaves, vegetables. Check out this popular favorite, the carrot. If you look at a carrot as it's growing, you can see its leaves and stem grow above the soil. The part that we usually eat grows down in the ground. That's right, the carrot is a root. And since it's a root that we can eat, it's a vegetable. All right, now what about fruit? The fact is, every fruit starts with a pretty blooming flower. Flowers not only look and smell nice, they also do something really important for the plants that make them. They help plants reproduce. When a living thing reproduces, it makes more of itself. And plants that make flowers reproduce by making seeds. In flowering plants, a seed starts to form in a special part of a flower, which begins to swell as the seed gets bigger. A lot of the time, this part of the plant keeps growing around the seed to protect it. Eventually, the flower falls off, and the swollen part of the plant that's left behind becomes what you and I know as a fruit. So if it's an edible plant part like a root, stem, leaf, or unopened flower bud, it's a vegetable. If it's part of a flowering plant that has a seed in it, it's a fruit. So, do you think you can guess whether what we're growing in the greenhouse is a fruit or a vegetable? Let's go for it. We'll start with a delicious plant that's super good for you, spinach. What do you think spinach is, a fruit or a vegetable? A vegetable is right. Spinach is a leaf. If we take a look at the spinach plant, we can see that it has roots to hold it in the ground and that its leaves are held up by a stem. Good job. How about a cucumber? What do you think, fruit or vegetable? Right, a fruit. If we look at a cucumber plant, we see it has roots, stems, and leaves, but those aren't the parts we eat. Cucumbers also make flowers. It's that special part of a flower that becomes the cucumber fruit. If we look inside a cucumber that's been cut, we can see its little seeds. Let's try one more. How about green peas, fruit or vegetable? Believe it or not, peas are a fruit. Pea plants make flowers, and parts of these flowers become the fruit that we call a pea pod. If we eat the peas in the pod, we're actually just eating the pea seeds. Now, sometimes it's hard to tell what something is in the supermarket. Sometimes we grow fruits that don't have seeds, or have seeds that are too small to see. It can also be tricky to tell if something's a root, stem, or leaf. But it's always fun to see if you can guess what in your shopping cart is a fruit and what's a vegetable. Just make sure you eat plenty of both. All this talk about food is making me excited to taste our dinner. But do you know how we taste? Well, let's watch this video and learn all about our tongues.
What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? I'm all about mint chocolate chip, and Squeaks is crazy for strawberry. Even though I have a favorite flavor, I love getting to try new ones. Isn't it great that we get to enjoy so many different tastes? From ice cream to beets, from peanut butter and sardine sandwiches, to bananas and peaches, there are just so many different tastes to taste. But taste doesn't just help us figure out which flavor of ice cream is our favorite. It also helps us tell if food is good or dangerous to eat. If we get a mouthful of spoiled milk, it'll taste gross. The icky taste will tell us to spit it out instead of swallowing it, which could make us sick. So how do we taste tastes? Well, if you've ever licked an ice cream cone, you know that the tongue is an important part. Your tongue is actually a muscle, like the muscles in your arms and legs that help you move. But it's a special muscle that can detect temperatures, textures, as well as how oily or chewy something might be, and of course, flavors. And there are at least five main flavors that your tongue can taste. Sweet, sour, salty, bitter, and umami, which is sort of a rich, savory flavor. Together, these five flavors in different amounts and combinations make all of the tastes that we can taste. So how does the tongue do it? Well, open your mouth and take a look. Your tongue is covered in small bumps that you can see and feel. These are called papillae. Those bumps are where you'll find the most important part of tasting, taste buds. Taste buds are much, much smaller than papillae, too small to see. They sit in the grooves and on the walls of those bumps, and each papilla can have many taste buds. Even though they're super small, these little buds are where taste begins. Each taste bud is shaped like a teeny tiny pocket filled with even smaller little things, long thin strands called taste hairs. These hairs sit at the top of the taste bud where tiny pieces of food can wander in when you eat. The taste hairs are how your taste buds sense the flavor of the food. Once they come in contact with the food, they turn the taste of that food into a signal. The signal then gets sent to your brain, telling it what you're tasting. Some taste buds can only sense one flavor, while others can sense all the flavors, although some more strongly than others. So you can only understand the flavor of your food once your brain has gotten signals from lots and lots of different taste buds. Now, you might have heard that different parts of the tongue are sensitive to different tastes, but that's not true. All five flavors can be detected equally well around the tongue, but the sides of the tongue are much more sensitive than the middle. That's something to remember when you're licking your next ice cream cone. Try tasting it with the tip of your tongue or the sides instead of the very middle, and you could get a stronger sense of the flavor. But your tongue isn't the whole story when you're talking about taste. Have you ever eaten a meal when you have a stuffy nose? Then you've probably noticed that smell is an important part of getting the flavor of food too. As you eat, some of the chemicals from your food make their way up into your nose. There, you have different kinds of cells that can sense them and send signals to your brain. So the taste buds on your tongue and the smell signalers in your nose work together to tell your brain all about the food you're eating. So the next time you're licking an ice cream cone or snacking on a sandwich, why not take a moment to appreciate your buddies in flavor, your taste buds. Without them, nothing would taste, well, like anything. Ooh, maybe we should have ice cream for dessert, or maybe a big bowl of strawberries or cookies. What kinds of sweets do you like to eat? Why do you think our sweets taste so sweet? Here's a video about where sugar comes from. Do you like to eat a sweet treat every now and then? I know I do, and a lot of us enjoy a cookie or piece of candy when it's time for that special goodie, and what's a birthday without a cake? But as much as we might like special snacks like these, we know they're not very good for us, right? Fortunately, there are lots of healthier choices out there for when we want something sweet to eat. Foods like apples and bananas are full of things that are good for our bodies, 
and they're also naturally sweet. The reason that both desserts and fruits taste so sweet is thanks to sugar. So where does all that tasty sugar come from? Believe it or not, the story of sugar starts with the sun. Green plants catch the light from the sun and then take the energy in the sunlight and use it with other materials in the air and water to make a kind of sugar called glucose. Plants use this glucose as a source of energy to help them grow. Then when animals, including people like us, eat plants, our bodies use the glucose in the plants for our own energy to grow and play. Aw, thanks plants! And glucose is just one kind of sugar that comes from plants. The sugar that's probably in the canisters in your kitchen is another kind of sweet stuff made by plants, called sucrose. Plants move sucrose around from one part of a plant to another in a liquid called sap. You might already know that we collect sap from maple trees. If you cook the sap for a really long time until most of the water in the sap is gone, then the sweet stuff that's left behind is what we call maple syrup. But maple trees are just one plant that we use to get sugar. Most of the sucrose we eat comes from a plant called sugarcane. Sugarcane grows in places where it's warm all year round, and it's related to the grass that grows in our lawns. Its long, thick stems are full of sugar, and when the cane is cut down, the stems can be squeezed until all of the sap, or juice, comes out. We also get sucrose from another plant called a sugar beet. Instead of getting sap from the stem, though, we can crush, cook, and squeeze the root of the sugar beet to get its sweet juice. All of these plants make and store a lot of sucrose, so we use them to make the sugar that fills our sugar bowls. But how does it get from the plants and into your bowl? The sugar you eat is made by taking the sap from sugarcane, or the juice from sugar beets, and then heating it until the water and the juice is gone. As it dries, the particles that make up sugar stick to each other, making little tiny squares that eventually form sweet little crystals. So whether it's maple syrup for your pancakes, or sprinkles for your sugar cookies, or even a sweet juicy strawberry, the sugar that you eat comes from plants. And you know what the sweetest part of many plants is? Fruit! Lots of plants store a bunch of sugar inside their fruits, but unlike those sticky desserts, fruit also carries a lot of other good things that your body needs to stay healthy. Dessert is usually the last part of a meal, but since we're talking about the science of cooking and how we eat, we have one more video to share about something that sometimes comes after a meal. Why do we burp? It happens to everyone. You're just finishing up your lunch, maybe helping everyone clean up, and just as you open your mouth to say something, <clears throat> oh jeez, excuse yourself, squeaks. Burping can be embarrassing sometimes, but everyone does it, and people aren't the only animals that burp. Dogs, sheep, and cows all burp after they eat, even though you never hear them say excuse me. And since we all seem to do it, there must be a pretty good reason for burping. And there is. But to find out why we burp, we first need to learn a little bit about our body's digestive system. The job of your digestive system is to break down or digest everything that you eat so that your body can use all of the good nutrients and energy that are in your food. The digestive system is made of lots of different body parts. Some of those parts you can see in a mirror, like your teeth and your tongue. And some are deep inside your belly like your stomach. And in between your mouth and your stomach is a long tube called the esophagus. When you swallow, food travels through your mouth and throat and then moves down your esophagus and into your stomach. You can think of your stomach a little bit like a pouch or a bag, just like a backpack or a purse. It can stretch a little bit when you put things in it, but there's only so much room in there. So if things start to get too crowded, 
something's gotta go. And burping is your body's way of getting rid of extra gas in your stomach when there's just too much of it. During a burp, gas leaves your stomach and goes up through your esophagus and leaves your body through your mouth or nose. And I'm sure you've noticed there's usually a noise involved. But where does all of that gas come from? Well, that depends. If you've been sipping on soda, then the bubbles from the soda, which are made of a gas called carbon dioxide, are to blame for your burps. But even if you haven't been drinking fizzy drinks, you're still probably going to burp. It happens to most of us between 6 and 20 times a day. That's because we swallow a lot of air during the day, mostly without even knowing it. You might get a mouthful when you stretch your mouth open wide for a yawn, or drink through a straw, or from a water bottle, or chew gum, or eat too fast, or if you talk too much while you're eating. Some foods can give you a case of the burps too. This is especially true for foods that, while good for you, can take a while for your body to break down, like beans, peas, broccoli, even bananas. There are lots of ways that air can end up in your stomach, and it all adds up. And once air gets inside of your body, it doesn't have very many ways to get out. So burping allows your stretched out stomach to get back to normal and back to doing its job, digesting your lunch. So a case of the burps might not be very pleasant, but sometimes it's just gotta happen. Just be sure to cover your mouth and you should probably say excuse me too, okay? Thank you for watching all these videos with us while we cook. Do you have a meal that you'd like to help cook? Or do you have a favorite food? Are you facing a crisis or has something unexpected happened to you? Maybe your home and relationships have been harmed by divorce? Or do you have marriage, parenting, or blended family issues? Career choices, financial issues, addiction, or just plain old I need to know how to do life better to avoid making so many bad choices? At Home Success Coaching is a great place to start. If you need someone to listen, someone to talk, to process your feelings, insight or advice on how to have a better life? At Home Success Coaching can help you out of a crisis or just help you stay on the right path and reach the goal of having the very best home, family, and relationships possible. At Home Success Coaching is a nonprofit organization and there is no charge for our services or programs that are offered. Visit at homesuccesscoaching.com. That's at homesuccesscoaching.com, helping one home at a time. Back to school can be quite weary for parents with busy schedules, ball games, getting meals on the table, and keeping everything afloat. Hi, I'm Debbie Rule, life coach and personality trainer, and I have found personalities to be one of the best keys to truly understanding others. I would like to invite you to a Parenting with Personality seminar, Saturday, August 27th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the McCullough County Resource Center. I know as a parent you value the importance of understanding the unique needs of each of your children, and you want to be influential and feel effective, but it's not easy. You sometimes feel overbooked, overlooked, and longing to feel less lonely and more supported. I've got your back. Join me on Saturday, August 27th at 9 a.m. at the McCullough County Resource Center for Parenting with Personality. Come learn who you are and who your kids are and how to most effectively parent based on personalities. That's Parenting with Personality, August 27th at 9 o'clock a.m. at the McCullough County Resource Center. I look forward to being with you then. Welcome back. We hope that you've enjoyed tonight as we've been talking about nutrition, healthy eating, different food groups, uh, introducing things to your children so that they will have better healthy eating habits, uh, different recipes, trying to do things on a tight budget. Uh, we also gave away a $50 Lowe's gift card tonight. That winner was Casey Jordan. So congratulations, Casey. You can come by the radio station and pick that up uh, anytime this week after 9 o'clock in the morning and before 5 p.m. And we're located at 117 South Blackburn. 
Well, it's been my pleasure being with you tonight. I know, Rudy, you've enjoyed tonight as well. And next week, we're going to continue with our Back to School series as we have one more Sunday in August where we're going to be doing that. And be sure and keep listening because we're going to be giving away something great on that night as well. Thank you so much for being with us tonight and inviting us into your home. I always love hearing from you and sharing our thoughts about home, family, and relationship. From our home to yours, I'm Debbie Rule. And I'm Rudy Rule. And we'll see you next week at 6 p.m. right here on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. Have a blessed week. Thank you for joining us today for At Home with Debbie Rule. You can be at home with Debbie Rule every Sunday on Canhill 95.3 FM and canhillradio.com. Follow At Home with Debbie Rule on Facebook and podcast on iTunes. See you next week at home with Debbie Rule for more insights on home, family, and relationships. Back to school can be quite weary for parents with busy schedules, ball games, getting meals on the table, and keeping everything afloat. Hi, I'm Debbie Rule, life coach and personality trainer, and I have found personalities to be one of the best keys to truly understanding others. I would like to invite you to a Parenting with Personality seminar, Saturday, August 27th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the McCullough County Resource Center. I know as a parent you value the importance of understanding the unique needs of each of your children, and you want to be influential and feel effective, but it's not easy. You sometimes feel overbooked, overlooked, and longing to feel less lonely and more supported. I've got your back. Join me on Saturday, August 27th at 9 a.m. at the McCullough County Resource Center for Parenting with Personality. Come learn who you are and who your kids are and how to most effectively parent based on personalities. That's Parenting with Personality, August 27th at 9 o'clock a.m. at the McCullough County Resource Center. I look forward to being with you then.